0: Everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with most this Coach Callie Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out every single week to listen to me. Yep, I'm so excited! Like, really, guys, we're at 3,200 listeners, and I could not do this without you. I love doing these podcasts, and I'm just so excited that I have found my tribe man. that like you guys love hearing what I have to say. I really, really, really hope that you're getting some value and you're applying these tips and tools that I give you to your life to help make it even better each and every day. This week, I have got a treat for you. We are going to be talking about relationships again. Like what could you do if you weren't afraid? And I know you're wondering, like, how does that apply to relationships? But it, relationships are everything. Okay, we have relationships at work. We have relationships at home. Our family is relationships. Our mom, our brother, our sister, our cousin, auntie, you know, people on the street is actually a relationship. They walk up to us. We have a conversation with them. We may not just passing at them. Just the exchange of energy when we look at somebody and we smile at them for no reason. That's a relationship. You just made their day better because you smiled at them for absolutely no reason. And it's a beautiful thing. So I I thought about this a lot over the last couple of days. Like, what is it that I want to bring to you guys today? Because, you know, we've really been hammering the relationships and working on our self-worth. Because I feel like that is the biggest thing that we as women and, and I know I have a lot of guys that listen to me too. So, you know, I say this every week. Like, I'm not saying that guys don't have these problems, but I can only come from a woman's perspective. And fellas, I love you being in my tribe. I would love to hear from you on your perspective on these topics that I talk about each and every week. But I don't think that people in general really understand or have a, a strong intuitive sense of how much bigger. One billion is than one million. And I know I just threw that at you out of nowhere, but let me explain. One million seconds is about 11 days. One billion with a B, one billion seconds is about 31.5 years. Let me say that again. One million seconds is about 11 days. One billion with a B, one billion seconds Is about 31.5 years. If you're sitting there beating yourself up over a relationship and you're playing the pity party and you're not doing your soul work, you're not doing your healing work, and you're not allowing yourself to live fully and freely, you're giving away your power. You're giving away your time Every second that ticks off the clock is life that you're giving away, that you could be living to the fullest. And I really want you to grasp that. And I spent a lot of seconds doing that for the first like 45 years of my life. I spent a lot of seconds giving a lot of my time away. So really, I went through my first billion seconds plus another 10 years On top of that, when I hit the darkest part of my depression, 42 years old, and the seconds that came after that, that it took me to rebuild my soul, to do my healing work. I I think that some people give healing a bad rap. Okay? Healing doesn't mean that the damage that was caused never existed. It just means that you don't give it the power to control you anymore you don't give it the power to control your life anymore you can look at it and look back at it and say you know what i learned x y and z or i learned this lesson or i grew so much because i went through that experience did it suck did it hurt yeah but you know what i'm a better person for it and i think that's i think that's what we really need to focus on is healing is not the bad thing man Going through hard times is not the bad thing. What when, when you're going through hard times and it sucks is because you haven't learned your lesson and you can't t- you can't take yourself out of the problem for a moment to find the purpose. You got to take yourself out of the problem to find the purpose. Step back and and change your perspective on it for just a second. Like let me tell you how powerful perspective is. Like the villain, he is the hero in his own story. Think about that. To the villain, he is the hero in his own story. That is a perspective. If you can look at your problem and you can change your perspective on how you look at your problem, you will find the purpose. And in that purpose, you will find healing. How powerful is that? Like for real. Like how powerful is that? What if you just decided one day that you're not going to be confused about your ex anymore? Let's throw that out there. (laughs) What if you decided, you just woke up one day and said, you know what? I am sick and tired of all the bullshit. I am not going to go keep running back to somebody that keeps like, why do we keep running back to somebody that keeps breaking our heart? Why do we keep going back to that one ex? Ladies and I know, fellas, you got one too. We all have that one. That one, and we just keep going back, and we keep going back, and we keep going back. Why? Why do we keep going back? Is it we keep going back because it's better to be with somebody that hurts us than be alone? Isn't that what I talked about last week? That's part of the problem. I would say that's probably the biggest problem, is that we don't feel loved if we're not in a relationship. Even if it's a bad relationship, we take being in a bad relationship as as being better than being alone or being lonely because we feel like we're not loved or we feel like we're not enough. And I call bullshit, man. Like we've got to stop the madness at some point in time. We have got to decide that we want something better for our life and that something better is a real love somebody to love us but we we're not going to get that person that's going to love us the way we want to be loved and the way we want to give love until we learn to stop talking to our exes like they don't they don't serve a purpose in your life anymore you know what stop stop confusing a soulmate with a lesson let me say that again let me reverse it quit quit confusing a lesson with a soulmate however you need to take that Like I, I, you know what, I'm not speaking to anybody in particular right now, other than myself, because I did that for on and off for 10 years. I confused a lesson with a soulmate because, and and, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that he was not a very important person in my life because he was, and he is, but because he was the one that called me on the day that I wanted to take those sleeping pills, I looked at him as my savior, so to speak. Like he, he was my knight in shining armor. He was my life raft. And if something happened again, I, I wasn't in a mental or an emotional place where I had a strong enough foundation to know that I could save myself. And so I clung to him and I made myself believe or I talked myself into believing that he was my soulmate and we were meant to be because he saved me. And that's wrong. You know what I mean? I I invested a lot of years thinking that someday I'm going to get to be his only. Someday I'll get to be in his public life. Someday I'll be known by his family. Someday I'll get to hang out with him and his friends. Someday we'll get to go do this. And that someday never came. And I had to walk my talk, man. Like I had to stop talking to him. And I told him, I was like, I so appreciate all of our time together. I so appreciate all of the lessons that I learned with you. And I'm not talking about just like the relationship stuff. He was a brilliant man, very brilliant genius, like literally. And so I learned a lot of things from him that I don't know that I would have learned from anybody else. Maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't, but he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about myself. He taught me a lot about what I didn't want in a relationship. He taught me a lot about what I did want in a relationship by giving me something that I didn't want. That's a little hard to hear sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I'm with this person and I'm spending all this time with them. They're not giving me what it is that I want in a relationship and I'm supposed to learn something from that. Yeah, your next person, hey, I want the next person to be more attentive. I want the next person to allow me on their social media. I want to be in the passenger seat, not in the back seat. You know what I mean? I, I want to ride beside him. I want to be the first person that he wakes up to every morning. I want to be the only person that he thinks about. I want to be his girl, his woman, his queen, the one that he lives and breathes for every day. Like when he wakes up in the morning, I want to be the first thing on his mind. I want to be the reason that he looks down in his phone and walks into a pool <laughs> you know, it's very real. Like I want to send him like one of those nice, hot, sexy pictures and and telling him what I'm going to do to him when he gets home. And he's so engrossed in that picture and that text that he walks dead into a pole and has to shake his head. Like, that's what I want. Like, I know that I have his 100% attention when he does stupid, silly little shit like that. And it's great. And that might sound silly to you, but that's what I want. (laughs) So, before we dive any deeper into this, because this is going to be a really deep subject today, let's take a minute and listen to my sponsors for this week because they are the bond.com. I appreciate them so much, and we will be right back with "What Could You Do If You Weren't Afraid." Hey, everybody! This is Coach Kelly Tammy. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening Podcast and. I wondered, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android and I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code LIFEAWAKENING. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about what could you do if you were not afraid? And by not afraid, I mean not afraid to take chances on another relationship. Not afraid to dig into your soul and heal those broken parts so that the next person has a better chance at loving you the way you want to be loved. And I know how scary that sounds. I know that you think that maybe it's impossible. It's not. I'm here to tell you that it's not because I have done that. I is it work? Yes. Is it easy? I want to tell you yes, but there were times where it was not easy. There were times when trying to put the the pieces of my heart back together were hard and it hurt but after i did it like i am this like amazing beautiful strong talented vivacious fierce woman that can stand on her own too and i know exactly what it is that i want in my life i know exactly what it is that i want for my next relationship and it all came from being able to look back at my previous relationships and see the good things that came out of those. Look at the problems that happened during those relationships, or even, you know, if you wanna don't want to call them problems, if you want to look at the the hard times during those relationships or the hurt during those relationships, what what caused those? You know, sometimes you've got to look a little deeper and you gotta figure out you know, what was the cause of that? Because there's there's no one person at fault for a relationship fail. There's no one person at fault. Like, I can sit here and tell you the things that I did in mine and Jason's relationship. I can tell you the things that I did in mine and Dee's relationship. I can sit here and tell you the things that I did in mine and Will's relationship. I can tell you the things that I did in mine in both of my ex-husband's relationship that were on me. Did they contribute to it? Absolutely. We both had our parts in those parts happened because we were in different places and we had different perspectives on the way that we looked at things. Like in early on, I had no coping skills. I didn't know how to really determine what a good mate was. I didn't, I didn't have enough experience coming out of high school to say, okay, well, this is what I wanted a husband. All I knew was that I wanted to get the hell out of my mom's house. I needed somebody that was safe. I needed somebody that was nice to me. And I needed somebody that made me feel safe. That was it. You know what I mean? I I, I wanted something that resembled love, but I didn't know what that was because I didn't have a good roadmap of what true love was because my mom was married six times, man. And every one of her relationships, all but one, all of her relationships but one were abusive. And the one that wasn't abusive to her was the one that raped me at 13 because she wasn't doing her part in that relationship and it was it was jacked up like you know, man, I I I learned my lesson and it taught me how to determine what trust was or not in my life how to pick up on the signs of what people show you as good or bad and what I can trust or not and when to just remove myself from the situation it was challenging it was Like I said, sometimes it was hard, but I did it and I'm better for it. And I know that if you will take a stand for yourself, this isn't about anybody else. If you will take a stand for yourself and you say, you know what? I'm not doing this healing work for anybody else but me. I deserve this for me. I deserve to have my heart in one piece and I deserve to love me completely and totally because when you learn how to love you completely and totally nobody can step to you unless they are willing to love you completely and totally as well you're not settling for whatever is thrown at you if you love yourself completely and that's just real so you know right before the break I talked about you know we have to stop talking to our exes and you know, there's there's reasons behind that. So let me let me give you a few right here. Like, we talk to our exes because we think they're going to change. We're hoping beyond ho- all hope. Well, we left them for a little while, and now it maybe if I come back, maybe because he missed me a little bit. Hopefully, he missed me a little bit, and and it made him see that he really loves me, and he's going to change, and everything's going to be okay. Nope, he's not, because You already taught him how to treat you. And you coming back is teaching him that you are okay with it. And he's going to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's not going to work out the second time around. Let me say, I know there are some relationships where few and far between, they go back and the relationship works out. I don't know many. I really don't. And both of you have to be willing to work on your relationship together. Both of you have to be willing to do your own healing work and your soul work. Maybe even go to counseling, find a life coach, find a counselor, marriage counselor, relationship counselor, whatever that looks like. But chances are, they're not going to change, babe. They're not. You know, we've got to stop giving those people that hurt us a million and one chances. Like, maybe one Maybe two chances, but if they don't change after that, they're telling you, they're showing you who they are. They're not going to change. And all you're doing is subjecting yourself to that hurt and making those wounds deeper and deeper and deeper. You got to stop talking to your ex when you miss them. Stop talking to your ex when you're lonely. You got to learn the difference between being lonely and being alone. Being lonely is a choice. Are there nights when I would love to have somebody curled up next to me and and fall asleep like that? Absolutely. But do I let that rule my relationship world and, and just take whatever somebody throws at me just so I can have somebody curled up in the bed beside me? Hell no. That is not okay. Like, I deserve better than that. I can hug on my pillow and then I'm just fine with that. Like, we gotta stop talking to our exes. Just because we feel like nobody else will ever love us. That's where that self-worth comes in, man. You walked away from him because he already made you feel like you're not enough. You walked away from him or her because he made you or she made you not feel loved. If they already make you feel not loved, why are you going back to get more of that? If they made you feel alone and they're in the same room with you, Why are you going back to get more of that? You deserve better. Like most of the time, our exes have moved on and we're still trying to talk to them. Because we think if we talk to them, something's going to flip and change and they're going to come running back. It's an excuse to hold on to something that broke you. Stop using, they remind everything as an excuse not to come come to terms with what's going on right now. Like, what's the reality right now? You are not together. He, he or she broke your heart. It was devastating. Maybe you lost weight. Maybe you gained weight. Maybe you hit some depression. Maybe all of the above. Whatever that looks like. But if you continue to keep trying to talk to them after they've moved on, you're teaching them that you are willing to accept whatever it is that they dish out to you. And that is wrong. Like, you deserve so much better. Oh, my God. Like, this just freaking blows my mind. And I'm I'm talking to me. I guess I am, I am so talking to me because I did that. I did that same bullshit for 10 freaking years, man. 10 years. And it is so freeing right now to know that I don't have that monkey on my back anymore. Like, I don't. Can I sit here and honestly say that I don't think about him anymore? Absolutely not. That would be a lie. Can I sit here and say that I don't sometimes run across his pictures in my memories and have that what if moment? I do sometimes, but it's nothing, nothing like what it was. I don't have that heartache anymore when I think about him. I don't have those yearnings to have him in my life anymore. I don't have those yearnings that have to talk to him every day or want him to reach out to me or him to say I miss you or him to ask me how I'm doing like I don't I I, if it happens great if it doesn't great I don't care one way or the other anymore and that is a powerful I mean powerful let me say that again it is a powerful place to be because now I can own my truth now I can change my direction now I can change my destiny. I can create whatever kind of relationship it is, and I know exactly what it is that I don't want, which means I can figure out exactly what it is that I do want. And I'm I'm very clear. Like I I'm made no bones at all that I'm in the dating world, and the few guys that I've I've had conversations and stuff with, they said it's very refreshing to meet a woman who knows exactly what it is that she wants. She's she, her clarity is. Amazing, and, it, and they find it sexy for a woman to know exactly what it is that she wants. Some of them they find it a little intimidating too, and they they own that. But clarity makes them man up and say, you know what? She's really clear, and I want to fit into her clarity. How powerful is that? And, and they know, like I'm, I'm, I can pretty much tell you in the first 15 minutes of being in their presence, talking to them, whether or not. We even need to go out on a second date. Usually the the meet and greet date, 15 minutes, we can have a great conversation. We can laugh and and do whatever. But the next date is more like a real date. And if you make it to the second date, you've got a better chance of going on. But the energy that you had in the first date that got you the second date, that's got to continue because if it doesn't, that's it. Like that's what happened to to, uh, another guy. Like we had a great first date, second date, it was like, it wasn't even the same energy. Like there was no sparks, there was no nothing. And I, I I told him, I was like, you're a really nice guy. And I know guys hate to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear that I'm a nice guy. I really want a nice guy. I do. But I need him to be strong enough to get in my ass when I need him to get in my ass and shake me and rattle me and make me, you know, get my head on straight when I'm losing focus or whatever. But I need yeah, I need to see his strength as much as I see his gentleness and I didn't see that. And there was not there was just no chemistry for me. There was no sparks. Like I, I need to feel sparks. I need to feel like I want to see you again. I I can't wait to get in your presence. And if I'm just like, eh, that's not gonna work out real well for you. So there's that. The other thing that I want you guys to to really understand is is too is that even those dark parts of your relationship. Or the relation, what you would consider a relationship fail. Those are a gift. Those are a gift too. Everything that happens in your life is a gift. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. All of it is a gift because it's, it's there to help you grow. It's there to help you grow, man. And sometimes you have to go through the darkness and know that you're going to be stronger on the other side. You are so important to the grand scheme. Of things on this planet, like to the grand scheme of life in general. You are so important to that. You are capable of loving and being loved. You just forgot how. You deserve to have great and tremendous things, a great and tremendous love. You are more than enough, I promise you. And it's time to move on. And I know you can do it. If I did it, you can do it. Like if I did it from 10 years, boom, I'm telling you you can do this. You can do this. I promise. I promise you can do this. You know, and when you do this, like your moves are going to be misunderstood by those who aren't meant to join your journey. Like your ex, they're not meant to go on your journey forward. They, they've gotten so comfortable with disrespecting you. They've gotten so comfortable with disrespecting your relationship that when you finally pull that plug, like like some people they don't know how hard you're riding for them until you park. Your ex most likely will be one of those. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I, I I don't want to say that, because some of them they if 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 they don't want you in their life and they're just using you, even when you park, they're not gonna miss you, babe. And I know that's I know that sounds hard to hear. I had to face that reality too, because I always thought that somehow some way. We were going to be a part of each other's lives. And that's not how it turned out. You know, I parked the car. You know, maybe it just hasn't been long enough. Maybe he just hasn't figured it out. I don't care. If he figures it out, great. If he don't figure it out, great. Because I'm happy with me. I'm happy with where I'm going. I'm happy with what I have created and what I am creating. Like, don't apologize for how you feel. Don't. Because apologizing for how you feel is like saying sorry for being real. that That was pretty cool. (laughs) Never apologize for how you feel because it's like saying, I'm sorry for being real. And that's some, that's some real shit, man. Like, I don't, I don't apologize for how I feel. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't ever want to intentionally hurt somebody's feelings. And so when I tell somebody, you know, I'm sorry that this didn't work out. I'm really, you know, I, it's more, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings, I think. And maybe I need to change my words when I do that. But, you know, you got to stop changing who you are for people who don't even know who they are. Like, that's powerful. Like, I kept changing myself, hoping that one day he would see how awesome I was and that he would make me the one. Bullshit. It didn't matter what I did. He was not meant to to go forward in my journey. He was there. To call me when I was about to take those sleeping pills because my purpose on this earth was not done yet I had a bigger purpose and somebody needed to wake me up and he was the only one that could get to me in time And and I would listen to him I don't think that there were too many people in my life at that time that could have rattled me in the way that he did And talked me out of doing something. He had no idea that I was about to do I had to learn that He was just supposed to be a part of my journey and not be with me throughout my entire journey. Me changing who I was was for me. I had to learn that. I had to learn that the changes that I made for me were for me to make me my best self. You know, if I I tell you guys all the time, I'm very God-centered, you know, god source, higher power, inner being, whatever you choose to call it. But it even says in the Bible, people without a vision perish. If you're not growing, you're dying. I was dying because I wasn't growing and I knew that I had to change from the inside out if I was ever going to have a life that was better than what I saw my mom live. And that was my whole goal in life was I wanted my life to be better than what hers was. My whole goal in life was to go 180 degrees the opposite direction of what she did and where I was at in that moment, I was where she was at in that moment. And that wasn't okay. And so I'm very thankful for, for everything that I learned. Like like I said, the good, the bad, the heartache, all the tears, all of it, it was worth it because I am this amazing person now. You know what I mean? I don't apologize for people misunderstanding who I am because if they don't understand who I am, then they don't need to be in my circle. Like that's I I can only tell you about me. I can tell you who I am from my core. I can speak my truth. I can walk my truth. I can walk my talk. And no matter how it is that I say it, no matter how it is that I show it, people will only receive it based off of their lenses that they're looking through that are colored by the things that they're going through. Does that make sense? Like their their perception of me is filtered by what they're going through in that moment. So they may misunderstand who I am because they have a different perception Perception based off of what it is that they're going through, and I'm okay with that. It it took me when you're still in that people pleasing stage, that's a hard thing to hear. Like when when people start misunderstanding your purpose and what it is that you're doing and what it is that you say, and they give you shit about it, that's that's hard because then you start trying to change who you are, and they don't even know themselves. Okay, and this really isn't necessarily about your exes. This is about people in general. You know what I mean? I, I, I tell you guys all the time, thank you, Rachel Hollis, for saying this in one of your podcasts. But, you know, not everybody should get a VIP opinion in your life. Escort their little happy ass back up to the nosebleed section because that's, that's the ticket that they paid for. Okay? So you changing for that person who belongs up in the nosebleed section, they don't even know who they are. They're not doing anything to work on themselves most of the time. Or maybe they're just on a different path and, y'all, and they're just in your path to teach you a lesson, whatever that is. But you've got to be open to those lessons because it's going to make you the person that you need to be to get the dreams that you said it was you wanted. Like You've also got to understand too that you're going to have to be the one who invites different choices into your reality so that you can have different results. You're going to have to be the one who that invites different choices or makes different choices so that your reality and your current circumstances can have different results. I mean, if you're happy being where it is that you're at and you're, you're happy being sick and tired of being sick and tired, like you don't want any more money, you don't want a better house, you don't want a bigger car, you don't want a better relationship and you're just being okay with being okay, great. Maybe this podcast isn't for you. But I hope that I'm planting enough seeds for you so that I light a fire. Like, I want, I want to be that light in the lighthouse. And, and I want you to hear me in your head when you're having those hard moments and be like, you know what? I heard Tammy in my head. And I remember what she said on her podcast. She said X, Y, and Z. And that just showed up in my life. So if it just showed up in my life, then what she said must have been true. And so if what she said was true, then that means that I can take a step and I can make that happen too. So think about that for a second. Like You need to be the one who invites different choices into your reality so that you can have different results in your life. So you can have different results in your future. Like You're in control of all of that. You're in control of your choices. You're in control of your perception. You're in control of where it is that you go. Nobody's inserting anything into your life. You are in 100% control of everything that goes on in your life. I know that's hard to hear when you're going through hard times. But you get to decide how you look at those hard times and you get to decide if you're going to sit around and play the pity party and live in those hard times or if you're going to move forward. Like when you start on this growth path, like as your mind stretches and you start getting or start going through new experiences or every new experience that you go through, your mind is going to stretch. And once it stretches, it can't go back to the old dimensions that it was in. It's like trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole like so you're the round hole you grew you started reading more books you started doing more personal development you started going to seminars you started wanting to learn more things and as you learn more things you come out of your your circular hole and now you fit into a square box well now that you're in that square box you can't go back into that circular hole you know I, I like I hope I'm making sense out of that but I that's the best way that I know how to describe it because like once you yeah, that's, that's the best way I know how to describe it. I hope that gives you a, a, a visual. You know, there's so many people that they want to play life safe. Don't play life safe, man. Ships in the harbor are safe. You know, they're anchored in. They ain't going anywhere. They're safe. But that's not what ships are built for. Ships are built to sail. They're supposed to go out and, and experience all the waves and the beauty of the ocean and the strength and the calmness of the ocean, like all of that to and fro and, and just, man, can you imagine being on the ocean and just catching the sunset every night and just watching the sun just like dip down into the sea? Like that to me, that is beautiful. Like, are there storms that come on the ocean? Absolutely. But during those storms, you're going to wake up and there's going to be sunshine. There's going to be sunshine. Like there's going to be people that show up in your life and they're gonna think that they can just turn so imagine your life like a book because your life is a book there's different chapters every stage of your life is a chapter sometimes there's gonna be somebody that'll come up into your come up into a specific chapter of your life and they, they're gonna to turn to page 750 and they're gonna think they know you without reading the rest of the chapters. They're not gonna they're not gonna ask you about anything in your past. They're gonna say, oh we're here and so I know you because I read this page right here. Nope. You got to set your boundaries. You got to set healthy boundaries. You got to be authentic. You got to be authentically you. You got to show up different, man. Every day, you got to show up different, different for you. And I don't mean like being wishy-washy all over the place. I mean, if you've been in this depression state or this anger state or whatever that looks like, this I don't know what I'm going to do or you feel you're stuck and you don't know where it is that you're going. You've got to do something different in order to change the status quo. You've got to show up different and figure out what it is that you like or not and figure out where it is that you want to go or not. Figure out what direction it is that you want to go or not. Like you've got to drop your pin on the Google Maps of life in order to have some direction. You can't be sailing around in the ocean and not have a direction you've got to have a compass and you've got to know where it is that you're going or you're going to be lost at sea if you're lost at sea now you got like get your compass out man drop your pen on the google maps of life i want to go here and work backwards from there like 10 years from now i want you to make sure that you can say you chose your life and you didn't settle for it I want you to make sure that you can say you chose your life and you didn't settle for it. Don't settle for whatever life throws at you. You choose where you want to go and how you want to get there. Like my dreams are so freaking huge. And I was, you know, I, I, I'm i just going to reflect here for just a minute. You know, this coming up December, it'll be 10 years ago that I had that stare down with that bottle of sleeping pills. 10 years. June 4th will be... 18 months since I moved to California and the things that I've accomplished since I came to California 18 months ago is freaking amazing. Like I, like I'm in awe of the shit that I've accomplished, man. Like, and I don't say that to brag. I say that because just 10 short years ago, I was in such a depressive state that I did not want to wake up and breathe another day. I had to fight to want to live. I had to fight to want to breathe each and every fucking day. I did angry workouts because anger felt better than depression. I had to figure out how to make me a better me. I had to figure out who I wanted to be because I had no idea. I just knew I didn't want to be the person that I was because I hated me. I hated who I saw staring back at me in the mirror. I made a decision that I was going to choose my life and make it better from that day forward. I didn't know how. I really did not know how. I didn't know if I could. I did not have a belief structure at that moment in time to believe that I could do it, but I had to try. And I don't know how to quit. I really don't. I tried to quit on life once and somebody saved me. So that's telling me that I got a bigger purpose here. And every day I live life to the fullest, every day. Like if you walk into my gym, 24 hour fitness, they will tell you, I'm always happy. Always happy. I go in there and I'm smiling, I'm cutting up. Like even members that are not my clients, they have come up to me and say, you know what? I notice when you're not here because the gym is not as bright without you in it. I've had members come up when I was gone on vacation for two weeks and they would say, please do not ever be gone that long again. Like the gym is not the same without you. We just love seeing your smile. You smile at everybody. You say hi to everybody. Like you're just a ray of sunshine. I love hearing those compliments because it shows me how much I changed and I did that. Can't nobody take that from me? I did that. Did Jason call me on that dark day? Absolutely. Did he save me from from me? Absolutely. But from that day forward, you know who saved me? Me. You know who did all the work to make me the person that I am now? Me. Me. Who did all the studying to become a personal trainer? Me. Who took that test and passed it? Me. Who who took the national certification exam and passed it? Me. Who got her nutrition sports specialist uh, certification and did all the studying for that? Me. Who became a Spartan coach and did all the training for that and did all the the learning and passed the test for that? Me. Who made the decision to move to California, packed up all her shit, and drive to California? Me. Who did that drive? Me. Did I have help mapping out my my drive? Yes, but I still had to do the work. When I got to California, I had to figure it out from there. Am I going to make this work or am I going to go back home? Did I have some hard conversations on the phone with with Jason at that point in time? Absolutely. He did it again. He had to rattle my case. He said, oh, you're going to quit? You want to give up? I'll send you a plane ticket. I'll get you home since you're going to quit. He knew if he challenged me about quitting that I wouldn't quit. He knew what he was doing because he knows me. You've got to have friends in your life like that and know that when their time in your life is done, let them go. And sometimes that's the hardest part because if you're not obsessed with your life right now, like I am obsessed with my life. I am obsessed with the goals it is that I've got going on. Like I've got two major programs that I'm working on right now. Oh my God, guys, like they're going to be like so freaking amazing. I've done nothing but talk about, like, I have a hard time sleeping at night because I'm so excited about these programs that I'm working on. And I'm going to tell you guys more about it later, but I I can't, I don't have all the details yet, so I can't give it to you just yet. So, you know, there's a the little teaser, but it has something to do with one-on-one time with me and amazing places. So, we're just going to leave that there. There's your little hint, and I'm going to let you figure it out. Better yet, why don't you send me a voice message and tell me what you think it is? But, I am obsessed with what it is that I got going on. Like when I when I first got the download of, of this new program and what it was that I wanted to do, I called a friend and I'm talking to him on the phone and he was like, how much coffee have you had today? And I was like, none. He was like, what time did you wake up? And I was like, 545. He was like, on your off day? And I was like, yeah. So that's how my conversations with God goes. He gives me like, you, do you guys remember, and I'm dating myself right now. Okay. So do you guys remember those little Hot Wheels cars that you had the little rip cord and you pulled the rip cord and then you put it on the floor and then it goes shooting across the floor? Well, when God decides he wants to talk to me early in the morning before my alarm clock goes off, that's what he does to my brain. It's like turning my ADD on and giving it a quadruple dose of B12 and about five cups of coffee, and my brain goes, nee, 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 and then there's no going to sleep. So that's what he did. With this new program, he gave me that download, and then he gave me that, like, when I say he gave me the download, I got all the details of how this was supposed to be. The 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 who, the when, the where, the why, who I needed to contact, all this kind of stuff. And I mean, and it's, and it's amazing, and I'm super excited, as you can tell, and I'm going over it, going over it, going over it, going over it, going over it. And he was like, oh my, like, breathe. <laughs> and that's how, like, I'm set obsessed with my life, because I took the time to change it. I wasn't afraid, I didn't, I'm lying, I was afraid to change. I really was, because I, I, I didn't know I didn't know if on the other side of the change, it was going to be any different. I didn't know that if I did the work, that things would be any different. I had hope, and I think that's what fueled me. I, I had enough hope to believe that I might could change my life if I took the time and I studied like I did in school. I was great in school, but I had to figure it out because I, I wanted to to figure out how to want to live. And that's that was important. That was important. And that's what I did. That led to being obsessed with my life. Like it took a while to get here. It's, it's not an overnight process. And I keep telling you guys that like, just because you you realize that you've been playing the victim role today, you can't flip that switch and say, okay, I'm not going to be a victim anymore tomorrow because there's there's it's a process. And there's a lot of healing that's got to go on to go through there. And all of it's not going to be easy. You know what I mean? It's like climbing the mountain, and once you get to that peak, that's when you know you've done it. You know, I realized through, you know, I keep saying this that, you know, when you when you go through the hard times in your in your relationships, and you you have your relationships break up, and you're trying to figure out who it is that you are, and what it is that you want in a relationship, and what you want your mate to look like, and 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 I'm not talking about like their physical looks, although that can be a part of it. I'm talking about Like their emotional makeup, their financial makeup, their social makeup, their physical, like all all of that. There's there's eight major areas of life. So like knowing where you want them to be in each one of those, you've got to have your deal breakers mapped out. Like this is okay. This is not. This is a deal breaker. This is negotiable. Like you have to have all of those things mapped out because once you have that clear, then you start attracting those, the mates that fit those provisions and then you're gonna you're going to have to make some more revisions before you finally get the mate it is that makes your heart sing. And that's the ultimate goal is to have the mate that makes your heart sing. Like I don't want somebody that stands next to me because they're lonely. You know what I mean? I want someone who wants to stand next to me because they can't imagine standing next to anybody else. I don't want somebody to to wake up next to me because they don't want to be lonely. Want somebody to wake up next to me because they can't imagine waking up next to anybody else. Like if I'm if I'm dating somebody and he calls himself my boyfriend, which sounds weird at the age of fifty one. Like I, I I want a man in my life, not necessarily a boy. But there's gonna be a guy that's gonna come up and says, you know, wants to talk to me and I want to say, oh well, you know, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. And he's gonna respond with, well, that's cool, but I thought you might need a husband, and here's my number. That's the man you're looking for, the man that's bold and knows exactly what it is that he wants, and he's not afraid to go after it. That's what you want, ladies. There's going to be a day where you're going to wake up different. Don't let that day scare you. That day is going to be powerful. You know why? Because that's going to be the day that you're done trying to figure out who's with you and who's against you or who's walking down the middle because they don't have the guts to fucking pick a side. You're going to be done with anything that doesn't bring you peace. You're going to realize that opinions are a dime a dozen, man. Validation is for parking. And loyalty isn't a word, but a lifestyle. It's going to be the day that changes your life. And not because of a man or a job, but it's going to be because you realized that life is way too short to leave the key to your happiness in somebody else's pocket. I mean, think about that. How awesome is it going to be the morning that you wake up and realize that you're different and you took those permissions back? You took your life back. You took your happiness back. You took the keys away from the person that was hurting your happiness and not adding to it and gave you the opportunity to create the life it is that you want on your terms? How amazing is that? So, what could you do if you weren't afraid? What could you do if you weren't afraid? to do your own healing? What could you do if you weren't afraid to take that new job on the other side of the country? What could you do if you weren't afraid to take a chance on a new love, knowing that there's a possibility that you could get hurt again, but knowing that there's purpose in that hurt and that it's going to make you better some way? What could you do if you weren't afraid to live life to the fullest and give life your fullest? What could you do if you weren't afraid? I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love for you guys to leave me a voice message. Just hit the hit the link in my show notes and leave me a message. It doesn't matter what, what app you're on listening to this, but you guys could um, leave me a message. I want to hear your thoughts about this podcast or any of my other ones, whichever one sounds great to you. But I know that you guys could have this amazing life. I know that the day that you wake up different, you'll know it. And you'll be so thankful that you did. You'll be so thankful that you did the work to get to this point. You'll be so thankful that you chose to create your life instead of just existing in it. I know you guys can have an amazing life. All you got to do is make the decision that you want an amazing life. It's all up to you. It's all in your hands. And you get to choose. So... I leave you with this. What could you do if you were not afraid? And fill in the blank. Love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you enjoyed the deep talks that we have had over the last few weeks talking about relationships. I'm just so passionate about you guys. Growing into the beautiful human beings that I know you can be. You have the ability to do all of that. Don't be afraid. The new you, she's waiting for you and it's worth it. You guys have a great evening, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye now.